Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and the police with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, really nice today. Sunny and a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 72. And then by the end of the week, we're looking in the 80s. And then by Monday, we're back down to the 60s again. Uh, still okay. Uh, let me try to bring all that excitement down here for just a moment. Okay. Bring it to like a more realistic place. Yeah. Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock today. Man, is he like going to be here? He will physically be here with his Mediterranean tan. Mediterranean tan. On an Irish guy. Yeah, I know. I hope his martini tattoo didn't get burned. We'll uh, we'll ask him about that, but there's actually more sports to talk about than his little problems. But that's uh, coming up after 7 o'clock today. Sweet. And uh, all kinds of other things. 536 with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. Let's go while we're young. Fine, sir. Trying to tee off. It's Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Jimi Hendrix with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 72. It is uh, 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Michael Lerner, famous for roles in Elf, Barton Fink, Godzilla, and tons of other shows and movies, has died, according to his family. The actor's nephew, Sam Lerner, broke the news Sunday, taking to Instagram with a lengthy lengthy caption about his uncle, writing, We lost a legend last night. It's hard to put into words how brilliant my uncle was. I'm looking at the guy, and I can't picture where he's from. Like, what role he played in Elf, or what role... Oh, you know what? I'm trying to figure out which role he I mean, the, he the, looks the, he's one of those character actors who's in a million things, and you can't necessarily identify yeah. what it is. Well, he's dead, so... Yeah, well... That's the end of that. That's too bad. Uh, students eat sushi every day in a lunchroom without tables, chairs, or utensils. That's Kanye West's school. Christian school, if you will. We talked a little bit about this last week, uh, but it just keeps getting better. Students attending Kanye West Donda Academy eat sushi every day in a lunchroom without tables, chairs, or even utensils. The building also lacks any janitorial staff or school nurses, and teachers have no framework for lessons or disciplining their pupils, according to a lawsuit that paints a bizarre picture of the Christian private school. You know, I'm no expert yeah. uh, in uh, the the art of sushi, but mm-hmm. some of the best sushi I've ever had was eaten right off the floor. E, uh, Do you ever have sushi off the barbershop floor? Yes, I have. Yeah. I know Kim Kardashian has. I'm sure she has. Or, or Caitlyn. I, I don't know. I don't want to say the context in which that yeah. is true for me, but yes, it did happen. Uh, two former teachers at the pre-K through 12th grade institution in Simi Valley, California, previously tried raising concerns over what they say are clear violations of the DOE's requirements, but they also say they were promptly and unjustly fired from their new jobs. Now they're suing the disgraced rapper and several others in leadership roles at the school for racial discrimination and labor violations. Did you really have high expectations going in when you sent your kid to the Donda Academy? First of all, um, if you sent your child to a school run by Kanye West, there's something seriously wrong with you. Well, I'm sure many parents would say... But, you know, it's Kanye West. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, if, say, Gary Glitter or Michael Jackson had uh, the same 
notion to get involved in education, you might want to think twice about sending him there. But what could possibly go wrong with with Kanye? He was going to run for president at one point. Yeah, uh, you know, having a Christian school, uh, being anti-Semitic. Uh, what could possibly go wrong with that? What could possibly be the end result of a school run by Kanye West? Uh, Cecilia Haley, an educator for 25 years, and her daughter, uh, Jacarly Byers, who was also a teacher, worked as the only black full-time teachers at Donda Academy for just two months before being let go on a March 3rd, uh, according to the suit, which was provided to Vice News by their attorney. They were paid irregularly, and their paychecks were oftentimes short by up to $2,700 per day. Well, you realize how much money he lost last year when he kind of killed his career. Yeah. So, but should that you, stop education? You know, it's like you're working. Uh, you're working at a guy. You're working at like a like a, a, sh- a diner that can't really afford to be open. Yes. Uh, you know what? We'll pay you next week when we get the money. <laughs> it happens. Uh, Taylor Swift and her boyfriend Joe Alwyn have broken up. You'll read. You'll hear about it in a new song. Yeah. A source says, "Quote: Taylor and Joe broke up a few weeks ago. They simply grew apart and plan to remain friends." Here's my chance. Yeah. Yeah. I got a chance. You know, she she doesn't live that far away, really. She she really doesn't. She's only an hour and a half away in Rhode Island. So there you go. And, you know, I mean, you've uh, you've got a car that uh, could make the trip. Yeah. Weekly. I've been a guest at her house. She didn't know about it, but I was a guest at her house. Don't guests usually need to be invited? Mm, Yeah, I think they do. You can't just stand outside that wall outside of her big giant mansion on the beach. Maybe it was the camouflage that uh, set everybody off for you. Hey, you know what? I think she breaks up with people in order to make hit records. That's the only way you can do it. Steve, you've done worse. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, she couldn't handle me. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're too good for her. Yeah, that's right. James Cromwell, the farmer from Babe is hoping rescue a pig that escaped slaughter last week. He even named it Babe and promised to visit it in person when it gets to the annual animal sanctuary it's being sent to. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. A uh, mini riot, a riot broke out during a stage musical version of The Bodyguard in the UK because audience members wouldn't stop singing along. The production had to be stopped during I Will Always Love You, which resulted in fights in the aisle and people being forcefully removed. Now that's a good show. Uh, that's a great show. That's what you get into the theater for the for in the first place. D- are you not supposed to sing along at a musical if you? If, and what if you know the songs? I don't believe you're supposed to, because the people around you want to hear what's going on on the stage, not looking to hear the idiot in the, the back row singing the song. Mm. It's not what you what you're paying for. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie broke the record for the biggest global opening for an animated film with $377 million. Jesus. Also, Jack Black released a music video for Peaches, the ballad he sings as Bowser about Princess Peach. <clears throat> yeah. It's got a winner written all over it, the way you describe it. I mean, the reviews leading up to it weren't very good. They said the animation wasn't anything special. It kind of reminded them of something that happened 30 years ago with like a Toy Story kind of thing. Uh, But it really isn't, you know, anything great. So little stuff has been done with the Mario brand when it comes to like movies and stuff. That's why people go. Because they're like, oh, I love playing Mario Kart. Yeah. I've been playing it since the age of five. Yeah. How I would love to go see it on the on a big screen, and then you go and you go. That's 
I would have been better off staying at home and playing the game. I have no desire to see it. Matter of fact, we, remember we heard from John Leguizamo last week because he was the original live action. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, was he Mario? I think he was Mario. I think so. And uh, he was like, don't go see this movie. Like it, <laughs> like it ruined his nostalgia. And I'm like, your movie sucked too. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, Kim Kardashian uh, got some plastic surgery done, and she debuted her swollen lips over the weekend. Really? Yeah. She just had something to say. She said, oh, my God, the last time I had swollen lips was when Ray J tongue-washed the bacon drapes in that sex tape you could purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> I wonder if James I, Cromwell I, can I, I save I that know. one. I've got a line in my head, but I'm yeah. going to keep it to myself. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once munched on the mutton flaps. <laughs> had a little badly packed kebab. Really? What, yeah. are, you, what are you trying to say? What, I, what I'm trying to say is I had a little bit of the rumpled slit skin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You never had that one no, before? No, not really. Not really. Put your glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash you're rock going to do. Ah! Have you and now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, can I just take a moment to shamelessly bloviate for a moment or two about the Boston Bruins? No? Well, too bad. Get your own beloved radio show. Last night... The Boston Bruins obliterated the NHL's record for the most wins in a single regular season, pounding the Philadelphia Eagles by a definitive score of 5-3, three of which were scored by David Pasternak with a hat trick that puts him 60 goals scored for so far this season. He only trails Connor McDavid of Edmonton, who happens to have 64. But that's another discussion for another time. The Bruins have now set the record at 63 wins, busting through a tie between the 1995-96 Red Wings and the 2018-19 Tampa Bay Lightning. Interestingly enough, those two teams didn't reach 62 wins until the very last regular season game of the season. The Bruins reached 63, and they still have two more games left to go, with Washington tomorrow and Montreal on Thursday. And without meaning to sound cocky, both of which have already been eliminated, eliminated from playoff contention. That means that the Bruins have a chance to reset the all-time mark at 65. And if they don't, it's no big whoop. But the Bruins are also just one shy of the all-time record in points at 132, a record set by Montreal 46 years ago. They've also won the President's Cup for the best record in the league, and oh yeah, they have home ice advantage for the entire postseason. Now, if you haven't been paying attention, or you somehow have other things going on in your life, do yourself a favor. Ignore your other obligations and start paying attention now, because what the Bruins are doing right this moment is wrecking every conceivable pillar of success in the NHL and taking it all over for themselves. To say the Bruins are something special this year is like saying that the Beatles had a pretty good run. Are they really that good? Oh, yeah. They're really that good. And it's been that way all season long. But hey, and if a my yappin', sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a spring painting project? Rocky's got paint advisors in every store. If they got eye for color, they share tips, tricks, and advice. If you're not, uh, you also got Benjamin Boer paint, cabinet stains, and a whole lot more. Go see the paint advisors today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614, and sometimes you just can't get enough of Jimi Hendrix. 
something yeah, like that. Well, you know, it's uh, this marks the day where Jimi Hendrix once came to Springfield and said, there ain't no way in hell I'm playing in this dump, and then walked away. Right. But uh, we commemorate that day, uh, which was April 10th of 1966, and um, seven, eight, whatever, mm. the year before he died. Yeah. And then uh, uh, that was it. Uh, well, there you go. So he didn't perform here. What I did there was uh, was very telling and respectful. Uh, it is going to be sunny tonight with a high of 66 tomorrow, sunny and a high of 73. It is 31 in downtown Springfield. Happy you- Easter, by the way. Didn't yeah. get a chance to say uh, it's happy Easter to you. Happy Easter. Did you see the eggs my kids made? Those are very good eggs. Yeah, those are, uh, those are pretty cool. Top notch. Um, so I had the, uh, the Easter dinner yesterday. Went over to a friend's house, uh-huh. who uh, who's an amazing cook. Like she just knows how to like do everything, uh-huh. I, and and we all kind of contributed something to the dinner. So I made my uh, my instant pot mac and cheese, which oh, is yeah, awesome. Sounds good already. Uh, it was smoked gouda. Smoked gouda. Yeah, really. It's kind of expensive to make, but it's good. <laughs> But can you afford not to have a delicious mac and cheese uh, uh, on the, on the Lord's Day? Well, most of the time I use Velveeta, but uh, t- yesterday was a special occasion. You know? So I mean, let, 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 let's not uh, let's not crap on uh, Velveeta. That's a very sophisticated cheese byproduct. Oh yeah, the what Velveeta? Oh yeah, Velveeta is delicious. Oh yes, Love it is. It. But uh, but anyway, so I made I made my uh, my mac and cheese, and then uh, everybody there was there was ham. We had ham, like a nice big ham. Uh huh. Uh, that was good. Uh, green beans and asparagus. Oh, sure. And uh, cheesy mashed potatoes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I and love that. Uh, yeah. some kind of corn. I forgot to ask what that was. It was like a corn like casserole kind of thing, but it didn't have any bread in it. It was more like a vegetable kind of mix. Corn? That, yeah. And vegetables? Yeah, it was like frozen corn, and uh, it was actually really good. Really? Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, there was all kinds, of, all kinds of stuff there. But one other thing my brother-in-law made, pizza rustica. You ever have this? Uh, 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 no. It's Italian Easter pie, and it's absolutely delicious. Really? Yeah. It's uh, Pizza Rustica, also known as Pizza Siena. Are you or thinking pizza- of actor Peter Ustinov? No, no, no. You're thinking of the lady that sang the uh, the, the Star Spangled Banner uh, during the Gulf War uh, at the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's Whitney Houston. No, 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 that's the place uh, they have a problem with the space station every time uh, something goes no, wrong. No, 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 Steve. That's Houston, Texas. You're thinking about uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, oh boy, who am I? The, all right, never mind. Go ahead. All right, anyway. Uh, it's typically served, dur- it's a rustic Italian pie. And depending on the region, it can be made with pizza dough crust or pastry crust. This one was a pastry crust. It always contains eggs, and so it kind of resembles a quiche and contain a variety of different meats and cheeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, pizza rustica with flaky, buttery pastry. Don't worry, it's not difficult to make. An incredible filling of eggs, ricotta, salami, and smoked scamorza cheese. I don't think he used scamorza cheese because I didn't hear that ingredient, but there's different ways you can make this. Thing. Yeah. I'm looking but, at I'm looking at at it now. It's kind of like a quiche, but yeah. with a top crust and and denser. Yeah, and it was like different uh different. It tasted like you were biting into a pizza with eggs on it. Uh-huh. It was like an are- really rich oregano taste to it, uh, yeah. and then it had all that meat in it. I'm gonna have to lie down after this discussion. Uh, I just I like discovering new things. Yeah, it's nice. We did something uh, yesterday because uh, we weren't only just celebrating Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were also celebrating my dad's 80th birthday yesterday. Oh, and uh, you know he he called uh, last week and said, "Yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have pizza 
and because uh, you know, we're uh, you know that's what we're going to do. We're not yeah. going to make a big a big deal. So you know, I I I went over there thinking, all right, there's uh we're we're going to have pizza for uh, for Easter mm-hmm. because if I'm not mistaken, that's what they had at the Last Supper. Uh, pizza, breadsticks, uh, yeah. the unending bowl of of salad. It's the early form of the oh, Olive, the Olive Garden. Garden, the first right. Olive Garden, right? So uh, so we go. And uh, as I'm walking in, I'm asked, hey, uh, that pizza place uh, that you drove past, did that look open to you? Now, I wasn't really paying attention to whether or not the pizza place was open. But apparently, um, uh, there were no pizza places open on on an Easter Sunday. Can you imagine Italians not being open on on one of the Lord's biggest days of the year i was i couldn't believe it yeah. i mean you would yeah. think that of all the days of the year yeah. that there'd be so much pizza being yeah. bought it would be uh be the easter that, easter day but that's no why, that's why they give you a recipe for rustica so you can make that right, right. so you know then you have so you have a house full of like uh, you know 15 20 people hungry people wondering well where's the pizza you know, there, there was no pizza so we we ordered the only thing that we knew was going to be open. Chinese food. Chinese yeah, food. What yeah. a ton of Chinese food. And just like an ass load of it. Like you couldn't, for 15 people, uh, you, you, that's a lot of Chinese food. And I said, hey, is, can I can I give you a few bucks for this? Can I, can I pay for it? I mean, I just feel like it's a lot to ask. And of course, I was shunned. So I ate a bunch of free Chinese food. Mm. I like Chinese. I like Chinese too. Got no problem with Chinese. They only come up to your knees. Look at all the many things they've done to impress. Yes, they're always friendly and they're ready to please. <laughs> I like Chinese, Chinese food. <laughs> the waiters never, never are rude. <laughs> There's Maoism, Taoism, eating in chess. chess. <laughs> anyway, so you had so you had Chinese food for yeah. for the birthday dinner. And then, uh, what it, what was your uh, go to like dish? Did you have something that you really liked? Well, you know, I uh, sometimes uh, when I'm trying to uh, you know, watch watch my figure, yeah, uh, I may go for like a like an egg foo young. It's just eggs, it's yeah. meat, it's vegetables, and then there's gravy, which is you know I've never heard anyone say anything uh, that gravy is unhealthy. No, no, gravy's not unhealthy yeah. at all. I used, to, I used to live with a guy who would eat an entire super bird from Big Y, and then wash it down with the cup of gravy that it came with the the, the family meal yeah oh the oh it was the family meal yeah, it yeah. wasn't just the drippings at the bottom of the plastic yeah, tray he'd be sitting there playing world of warcraft and he'd be eating his super bird it how was much the, the how greasiest. much was le- how much was left on the on his shirt or was he wearing a shirt at the time well i think he used it as a napkin <laughs> but um uh i was gonna say about that uh speaking of watching your figure i'm down 25 pounds since january Wow! Yeah, good for I, you. I finally weighed. I have not weighed myself. I, I I stopped doing that months ago because I was like, I you know what? I'm feeling better, mm-hmm. so I don't need to. And my clothes are fitting better. You know, most people when they have a tapeworm complain about not feeling good yeah, at all. But yeah. for you, it's done remarkable things. Well, I think uh, yeah, the tapeworm is a uh, the thing. It's called the Peloton, baby. That's what it's called. <laughs> and uh, you know, since I've been doing this this bike riding thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm really into it. It's finally something I'm into. I'm on my 15th week now of doing this. That's awesome. Which I probably only would get past six weeks. Wouldn't even get past six weeks with any other kind of like regimen or anything like that. Let me tell you something. I mean this uh, as a as a compliment to you because uh-huh. I got to see two different things where I saw you in in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I look at you now, there's a computer screen right in front of you. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. looking how you know. 
what great shape you in. Uh, John Delaney sent me a picture of you sweating your ass off oh, in that yeah. spin yeah. thing, yeah. right for uh, the ride to remember. Mm-hmm. And you look like a you look like a linebacker. I like look like I'm cut. ready to rock and roll, dude. Right? You, you look like yeah. you're cut like a diamond. Honest to God, you could you could you could actually cut glass with your with your physique. Yeah. Then I saw the video that you did with Lapis mm-hmm. uh, for this uh, thing that's coming up next week. So that was taped back in February. Yeah. Yeah. But then I noticed that even then you look thinner, and I know you look you're even thinner now yeah. than you were in that video. I went to one of the, another one of them uh, e-cycle uh, Wilbraham spin classes last week. Yeah, where they had a live DJ there. Shut that up. That was cool. Really? Yeah, it was like they tr- shut all the lights down, and he's got all the DJ lights, and then the instructor uh, Erica, she's there, to, you know, uh, doing all the commands, all the different things you're gonna do. Yeah, that was pretty. It was like, and you're and you're just spinning to the. Oh, you're just going around spinning to the. Beat. It was yeah. pretty awesome. And uh, were there any other men there, or was it just you? I think there might have been one other guy there. Yeah, uh, maybe one yeah. other guy. But uh, it, it was a uh, you know I'm doing this and I'm eating less. It makes me want to eat less. See, my problem is I'd be on the bike and be eating yeah. on the bike. That's that's my problem. So so here's what I did yesterday. I had a piece of ham. Yeah. A crap ton of asparagus and carrots first. Okay. And then I had little tiny portions of all the fatty stuff. Yeah, look at you to kind of like balance it out. You look, look, look at you setting your macros up correctly. What? It, it, I don't. I think it's just getting older. When you get older, you want to eat less. I used to be. I mean, obviously, look at the size of me. I used to. I used to eat like an entire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'd go down to Richards. I'd get the sixteen-inch grinder. Yeah. Now I get an eight-inch, and I have. Half of it then, and then half of it later on. You know, I remember yeah. uh, being young, uh, younger, and like ordering like a like a small pizza, yeah. and then like a box of wings from like say like a Domino's or something like yeah. that. And that would be, that would be my portion. That would be what I would eat. Everybody else can get their own. This is mine, and I could do pretty good damage to that. Yeah, you know, not a not a not a problem. Today, <clears throat> these words actually came out of my mouth. Not too long ago, where I said, "Can you believe these portions?" I actually said that. I all my life, I always made fun of the old people. Yeah, when they would say that, but you now for the first time in my life, I've actually oh, like what? I can't possibly eat all of this. You know, years ago, I I was a I was a poor uh, and poorly uh, executed waiter at yes. Pizzeria Uno's at the Holyoke Mall, and. I would get so mad when these old ladies would come in. We'd like to split a turkey sandwich, and the bill would come to seven dollars and fifty cents for like the whole oh, waters and a turkey sandwich, and then that was just the one sandwich they'd split, and they'd still take to-go boxes home with them. It wasn't even that big, but then you know the tip that kind of like you know shortens yeah. your tip. So I'm gonna have to like adjust my tip to what I would have eaten, right? You know, yes, back back then. But hey. Working out right. Look at you. Look at me. Cut Unbelievable. Like a you are. It's 625 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How satisfied were you with your home heating system this past winter? If you're ready to save money on your energy bill and have nearly endless hot water, now's the perfect time to have a System 2000 from Energy Kinetics installed in your home. System 2000 is the most efficient and quiet heat and hot water system on the market. Whether you use oil, propane, or gas, the Made in the USA System 2000 is engineered to use the least amount of energy while providing comfort, reliability, and the best hot water available. Google System 2000 today to contact a local authorized dealer to see how much you can save. It's tax time. Hi, I'm Mike Ostrowski, President and CEO of Aura Credit Union. 
Looking to add to your retirement? Turn to Aura Credit Union. Aura offers individual retirement accounts with great rates. Come to Aura Credit Union and open an IRA account today. Team Aura is ready to help. Located in Springfield, West Springfield, Infield, and online at ARRHACU.com. Deposits fully insured by NCUA, MSIC, Equal Housing Lender. If you've got shedding, the Good Dog Spot has a solution. Their new shed control program will remove a lot of hair that would normally fall on your couch, floors, and, well, everywhere else. The shed control program easily gets rid of that extra hair, and your dog will love the treatment, too. It's a great supplement to your pet's baths. Or you can add it on for any pet that sheds. Find out more at GoodDogSpot.net. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 620, which is about 627. With Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, uh, mostly sunny with a high of 73. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us a little bit later on. There's lots to talk about. We'll talk about the Bruins, the Masters, the Celtics, some other things. That's all coming up after uh, 7 o'clock today. Well, that's going to be a humdinger. Oh, yeah. You think? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see if we can uh, – We you want to find a joke here? Do you think we can do that? You do I want to find a joke? No, do you, well, I, I might have to find one. Here we go. <laughs> it's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. You know, I sexually identify as a microwave dinner. <laughs> you do? Yep. I'm done in five minutes and look nothing like the box. Ah! <laughs> you see what I did? I don't get that at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very quick is what I'm trying to say. Backs and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Springfield. Backs and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A Holyoke man was arrested Thursday for attempted murder charges in connection to a shooting on Main Street. According to Police Captain Matthew Moriarty, officers were called to the area of 898 Main around 5 p.m. for a report of a shooting victim. The victim was found with a gunshot wound and was taken to the hospital for their injuries. While in the area, officers were given a description of a red Porsche that was allegedly involved. The vehicle was seen on High Street and led police on a car chase. The Porsche traveled at a uh, high rate. Of, is it Porsche or Porsche? You know what? The way I see it, every way is the right way. You know what? There's a guy right across the street here who's got all kinds of Porsches and stuff out there fixing yeah. them. Maybe I should ask him. Most of the people that own a Porsche <laughs> yeah. uh, say Porsche. Most of yeah. us that don't say, uh, look at that jerk in that expensive car. I... I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a Porsche kind of guy. I'm not either. I, there's no way I can fit in one of those things comfortably. I know I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just never going to happen. So even even if I slim down to like a million pounds, I'm probably still not going to buy one. So the uh, Porsche traveled at a high rate of speed uh, on Hampshire Street when it crashed. The driver later identified as Luis Rodriguez R- Rodriguez Burgos of Holyoke. Got out of the vehicle and attempted to run away. Holyoke police searched the area and eventually found him hiding under a back porch. He was arrested and charged with attempted murder, uh, firearm uh, violations, and failing to stop for police and uh, all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Moriarty says the victim is expected to be okay. A Glock 19 firearm, you know, because uh, they're telling you what kind of gun it is. Right. Was also seized as evidence and was equipped with a select fire switch and a high-capacity magazine with ammunition. What kind of magazine? Like a Highlights magazine? I was going to say a Cat Fancy. Yeah, something something everybody can enjoy. Probably not like a Guns and Ammo. That seems to be a little bit more sophisticated for that, uh, that part of the I'm judging state. by this man's decisions that he was reading Highlights. 
very childlike behavior. Yeah. Uh, a 29-year-old man from Athol was killed on Saturday night after being hit by a car on Route 202. According to the Northwestern DA's office, a 29-year-old man died from his injuries after being hit by a car on Route 202 in the area of 150 Daniel Shays Highway shortly before 10 p.m. on Saturday. A 20-year-old uh, driver from Athol and his passenger stopped the car and tried to help the injured man before he was taken to the hospital by ambulance, where they determined uh, he died from the accident. The names of the man who was killed and the driver have not yet been released. The crash is being investigated by the Athol Police and State Police uh, assigned to the detective unit and the Collision Analysis Reconstruction Section and the Crime Scene Services Section. Uh, lots of things being crashed into in Springfield over the weekend. A car crashed into the front of a home on Worthington Street on Sunday evening when the 22 News crews arrived. Guess what we saw? <laughs> car rammed into a house and over the chain link fence and in the front stairs. It's crazy. All right, but in all fairness, the guy behind the wheel mm-hmm. did lay on the horn. He did. He told the car. He told the house to get out of the way. Yeah, get out of the way. Short time later, a tow truck arrived to remove the car. According to the uh, Springfield Fire Department, the people in the vehicle suffered minor injuries, but no one needed to be taken to the hospital. The incident is currently under investigation uh, by the Springfield Police. What kind, just, of, uh, what kind of damage was done to uh, to the house? Well, did you see the picture? I've not yet seen the picture. I think they did the owners a favor. Really? insurance will probably cover the repairs that needed to be done. Because, Steve, when I'm thinking, when I'm hearing a story like this, all I can think of is, do the people who own the house have internet access? Because if they do, they can sign up for Rock 102's Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Look at you, smooth as silk, just going right into that promotion, huh? Steve, they don't, uh, they don't yeah. just uh, give you that broadcasting Hall of Fame thing for nothing. That's true. You gotta dig deep, and you gotta you gotta be able pick to pick up s- keywords. Oh yeah. yeah, pick up the keywords. Make sure you uh, you treat your clients nice. The uh, Springfield Fire Department was sent to twenty four Breckwood Circle on Sunday after a car crashed into a tree. Again, car blaring the horn. Tree doesn't move out of the way. Well, whose fault? Uh, you know what? If I'm the insurance adjuster, I'm blaming the tree. According to the uh, Springfield uh, Fire Department, after the car crashed into the tree, it caught on fire. All three of the occupants were able to get out of the car and were sent to a local hospital for their injuries. The uh, Springfield Police is investigating the cause of the accident, and 22 News will not continue to update on the story as more information comes about. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they always say that? Because they never follow up with that. I don't know. Why why bother even saying that? This is a story we refuse to follow any further than this. Uh, I hope when they get their little news meeting in the morning, they they, they say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should stop using that. We'll update you, because you know we're not going to. This is why... We are the Associated Press, the new uh, station of the year. The uh, Palmer Fire Department was sent to South Main Street for a brush fire on Sunday. According to the Palmer Fire Department, at 11.26 a.m., crews were sent to South Main Street for that fire. Crews were able to quickly get it under control. And again, 22 News will continue to update as this story uh, <laughs> confirms, because it happened at 11.26 yesterday. The entire town of Palmer should be burnt down by now since we didn't get any updates. <laughs> And we didn't report on it, so, you know, half the people didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, A man from Holyoke is facing charges after driving into St. Mary's Cemetery in Northampton and damaging 19 headstones. All right, but in fairness, he did lay on the horn. Yeah, according to Northampton Police, at 1.42 a.m. Saturday morning, officers spotted a heavily damaged car on Bridge Road. They found the driver, a 19-year-old man from Holyoke, appearing to be drunk. 
An investigation determined that while the man was traveling westbound on Bridge Road, he drove off the road, crashing into the cemetery and damaging the headstones. Oh my God. He's now facing charges that include operating under the influence and having an open container of alcohol in the vehicle. Drunk. Uh, He's not even old enough. Yeah. Police found 26 victims at the crash scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's got to be horrible, though, because, like, you know, it's a cemetery. It's yeah. supposed to be a place of solace and re- remembrance, and now it's ruined. Your family's headstone is ruined by an idiot. Well, I, I don't I know how old that cemetery is, but, I mean, it's possible that there are stones that have been damaged and the, the family is no longer around to fix it. Yeah. I remember, uh, like, years ago in Westfield, they were worried somebody, like, damaged the yield burying ground cemetery. Yeah. Turns out it was just, like, natural. Like It, it was falling it, apart it on its own. It was falling apart on its own. Yeah. You know. Hey, uh, guess what? Congressman Richie Neal is set to visit Western Massachusetts today. No kidding. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, they put the headline, like, it's some big deal, like, he's coming here. <laughs> he lives here. Well, it's sort like, of. I mean, he, he sort of lives here. Maybe he... Came home to do some laundry, and uh, that's it. Uh, Richie Neal has two events scheduled in Western Mass on Monday. Uh, he will finish his day at the Irish Cultural Center in West Springfield, commemorating the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. The Good Friday Agreement is a pair of treaties signed on April 10, 1998, that ended most of the violence between Northern Ireland and the British government. And sometimes the Irish <laughs> will come up with anything to drink. I know, right? <laughs> come on, let's get together. They had a few major. It's it's the anniversary, my brother. They had a few major effects, repealing Articles Two and Three of the Republic of Ireland's Constitution, softening the hand uh, border between the UK and Northern Ireland, and thereby establishing the unique structure of the United Kingdom and its relationship with the Republic of Ireland as a whole. Congressman Neal will commemorate the anniversary of the with a round of shots with remarks at two thirty this afternoon at the Cultural Center. His day in Western Mass uh, begins, though, in Westfield, joining the. City and U.S. Department of Transportation officials to announce new federal funding. All right, so then he so he goes to that first. Yeah. Then he goes to the Irish Center, right? Yeah. Irish Cultural Center. Yeah. Has a couple of uh, Guinness, maybe a few uh, rounds of Jameson, you yeah. know, for, you know, for everybody there, and he can go back to his house in Atwater and uh, snooze it off. It sounds like a pretty successful day. Tell you what, this is this is why you've elected him. So he he does all this stuff, uh, but meanwhile nobody talks about why eggs are seven dollars a dozen. <laughs> you know, it's like well, yeah, I'm 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 glad you're hitting the hard thing about the violence in Ireland that yeah, doesn't really the, exist anymore. Yeah, the one from 2008, but uh, <laughs> at least that's important. Uh, the Westfield International Air Show announced parking passes and VIP tickets available for the 2023 event at Barnes Air National Guard Base. The air show is scheduled for Saturday, May 13th, and Sunday the 14th from 9 to 4. Admission to the show is free. However, a $20 parking pass is needed to attend each day, and it is first come, first serve. If you want to get closer parking, tickets for VIP parking are $50 per day. Parking opens at 7 a.m. According to a news release... Uh, from Staff Sergeant Randy Burlingame at Barnes Air National Guard Base, VIP, VIP tickets are available for $180 for adults and $95 for children each day, which give you access to the Eagle's Nest Chalet. Wow. This includes an upgraded air show experience with an exclusive lounge and private seating. Now, it, I was just on the uh, the website for the air show. Yeah. Uh, and the air show begins in exactly 32 days, 13 yeah. hours, 19 minutes, and 10 seconds. You have exactly that amount of time to save up so you can park your car. You know, I find this absolutely ridiculous that they're charging anything 
for this because it's supposed to be an event that's free to the public. The government has money set aside for these things. Mm -hmm. Your taxpayer dollars go to pay this. So now you're going to turn around and say, well, yeah, if you want to park up close, you can get $50. But if you want to park at all, it's going to cost you 20 I think that's outrageous that you're charging for something that should be absolutely free and has always been historically free. See, that's uh, and that's the and that's the thing. I mean, how much money are they losing? Yeah, how much did they lose the last time? I don't know if they're losing any money. It's the Steve, government providing. Them. They're not. Losing they're not any losing money. anything. Yeah, they're losing nothing. I just I find that to be. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's great that these air shows happen. Okay, they're very cool. They bring in a lot of people. People who go have a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people that don't go, but you know, are in neighboring areas well, that sit in their backyard and watch the planes overhead. I would like to be clear that I'm not criticizing any of the good people that work at the Air Guard base or right. the people that you know run this thing. This is an administrative decision that somebody made to start charging for parking. Well, this is my this is my uh, my point here is if uh, this has been historically free mm -hmm. and no one has ever said, "Hey, we're losing our shirts on the, on these things." Yeah. No one's ever said that because like you said, the government is funding most of these shows at Air Force bases all across the country. Uh then what is the justification to say, "You know what? We're going to go from $0 to parking to 20 at least to, tw to at least 20 and maybe 50." And maybe more if you really want to be treated well. So it's like there's something wrong with that, especially since yeah. you've gone through generations of air shows without charging a dollar. Where is this coming from? Why do we go from zero to 20 to 50? I don't get it. it it's uh, it's kind of gouging the public. You think? Yeah, because you know there's going to be want people wanting to go to this thing. There's a lot of people that can't even afford to buy groceries for the week. But, you know, you got families out there that want to do something on a weekend. Yeah. Here's a perfectly good free show for you to go see, a display of your U.S. military and uh, all the cool things that, you know, that, that go on at these air shows. And now you're charging people for it. It's it's kind of ridiculous. You, I mean, you said it yourself. We're, we're at the point now we're paying uh, six, seven dollars for a, a dozen eggs. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going through that, and uh, and how are people supposed to live their lives? And suddenly found that you have, suddenly have to pay fifty bucks to park their car, especially if like you got uh, some physical incapabilities. Let's say you can't walk beyond a certain amount, but you have to spend the fifty bucks to get the good parking. Something's not right here. I don't like it. I think it stinks. I, I don't like it either. And I know that they say that there's construction going on and they're limited on parking. Well, that's fine. But you're the government. Can't you make a deal with like a local parking slot, like maybe the Holyoke Mall, and have people mm -hmm. bust in? It's not that far from there. Well, I think they are doing that. I think, they, I mean, well, I think you can take a bus. You can. You can. I mean, I, even the website says that uh, uh, where the, the bus drop off is. Well, maybe we can get somebody on the phone to yes. talk about this. That would be and, uh, that would be terrific. Parking fees. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be nice and sunny with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. Looking at 31 right now in downtown Springfield. It's 30 in Mianus, Connecticut. And <laughs> I think I'm going to do that now from yeah, now on. Yeah, I'm going to do the two, the two cities. Yes, yeah. Springfield and Mianus, Connecticut. 46 in Athol. <laughs>
<laughs> and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah! GG Inks. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and nice day today. Uh, high of 66 uh, tomorrow. So, so mostly sunny with a high of 73. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, if you missed any part of uh, today's show or any Bax and Nagel show, check out the Daily Podcast. It's available every single day uh, after 10 o'clock. And today will be absolutely no exception. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Jim Skayfish from the band Skayfish. They were the they were the first punk new wave and avant-garde band in Chicago. And the reason why you probably haven't heard of them is their music has been out of print and unavailable for the last 37 years. It's phenomenal. And it's taken this long for Jim Skayfish to obtain the rights to releasing this music again for the first time since 1978, 79. And it's unbelievable stuff. And you can check out that conversation today on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. This is one of my better episodes. It's uh, with Jim Skafish, Baxi's Musical Podcast. Oh, all, all right. right. Well, that uh, sounds pretty cool, man. It's a it's a hell of a story. I am uh, I'm looking forward to listening to it. And you you said it's already got like uh, what'd you say? How many listeners? It's already? it's I mean within an hour. I mean I woke up at three o'clock this morning. I posted at midnight. There are already several hundred people already listening to it. And like. That's quick. That's like mini Christmases for us when you wake up and you find that your post, uh, you know. Yeah, I grabbed my feet and started to giggle. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what yeah, I, that's yeah. what happened this morning. Well, we're we're self loathing individuals. We love to have people pay attention to us. I mean, oh, that's the whole idea of being in this if, business to begin with. Steve, if I can get uh, like a moment right. of uh, the spotlight shown on me once a day, I'm as happy as can be. I'm gonna send our producer out for some lattes. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's right. right. <laughs> we don't have one of those. Um. I don't know. There's uh, all kinds of stuff uh, going on here. I, I'm reading this one story here. Florida teacher fired after asking students to write their own obituaries on day of actor shooter drill. Yeah. Sometimes that might not be the best. Maybe like a coloring thing would be yeah. for the best. Florida teacher was fired hours after he asked students to write their own obituaries ahead of an actor shooter drill on campus. The instructor in school district said Friday, psychology teacher Jeffrey Keene told NBC News he believes he used proper judgment for the assignment to 11th and 12th graders during the first period on Tuesday at Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando. Dr. Phillips? The Dr. Phil's High School? Uh, different Dr. Phillips. What you're going to do is write your own obituary on the day we're having an active shooter drill at the school. You might also want to write your non-legally binding will and testament Right before school ends today at 2.30. Why are you such a little snot to your parents? <laughs> After being told about the drill on Monday, Keene said he felt the obituaries would help the students reflect on their lives during the school shooter scenario. Yeah, that's good. You know, uh, yet why would you want to create that kind of anxiety for kids? Well, They're some, already under anxiety having to have an active shooter drill. Yeah, you do realize that that some people don't really think about those kinds of things. I mean, they're really just thinking about what they want as opposed to how their requests and actions make people feel. There's a chance that this guy, that's going on a limb here, uh, might be an a-hole. He said, this isn't a way to upset you or anything like that, he recalled telling his class of 35. It wasn't to scare them or make them feel like they were going to die, but just to help them understand what's important in their lives and how mm. they want to move forward with their lives and how they want to pursue things in their journey. 
you know, uh, I'm not an educator, but I'm sure there's different methods on how to do that yeah. without making you write your own obituary and be thankful for the things that you have in your life. I get his point, but he went about it the wrong way. By second period, Keene, who had just been hired in January, said students from that class were telling him they were being interviewed by school officials about the assignment. And before the end of the seventh period, he was fired. That, that's yeah. the end of that. Yeah. Oh, if you can't talk real to them, then what's uh, what's happening in this environment, Keene said? In my mind, I've done nothing wrong. Except the school didn't see it that way, and that's why you were fired by the end of the school day. Yeah. I don't know. Some people just don't think. Yeah, I know. It's not part of the curriculum at all. What else we got? I got uh, Scott, uh, Cohen Scott Cohen coming up. coming up in just a little bit. We'll be yeah. talking about uh, all kinds of things, including the unbelievable uh, Bruins. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, can we uh, hear all about uh, Turks and Caicos or wherever the hell he went? He went to Spain and Portugal. Spain and Portugal? Yes. Hmm. You know, I've never been to Spain. Kind of like the music. I hear the ladies are insane there. And they sure know how to use it. There you go. It's 6.56 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Two great. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. The NBA regular season is over with. Celtics finish up winning eight out of their last ten games, including yesterday when they plowed past the Atlanta Hawks 120-114. to Now, all they have to do is wait and see who they'll play on Saturday in the playoffs. Now, for those of you not familiar with how the NBA has got things set up in this year's postseason, let me take a crack at simplifying everything that you need to know about the playoffs. First of all, the Celtics are the number two seed in the East behind Milwaukee, who are number one. Determining who they'll face in the first round will be largely dependent on the play-in game between Atlanta, who they just beat, and the Miami Heat, who they haven't played since January. Now, follow me here. Atlanta is the number eight seed. Miami is the nine. The winner of that series earns the number seven seed in the playoffs. The losers move to the third game in the playoff series to face the winner between the nine and the ten. That game is played on Wednesday, the winner of which will play the loser at seven and eight, and the loser of that game will be bounced out of the playoffs and automatically entered into the NBA draft lottery. But the winner will move on. In other words, the Celtics will face either the seven or the eight, either the Miami or Atlanta, and the Bucks will face whoever is left at number eight, which could mean anything, like Miami Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, or Chicago. And like I said, the same thing happens in the West with Denver and Memphis, who will also wait and see who they play between the Lakers, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, and Minnesota. See? It's just so simple. And in that simplicity, I think you will find a level of even-handed fairness that makes perfect sense. Sure, on paper, it seems like a convoluted monkey fist of insolubility, but believe you me, sure beats the alternative, which they have done for years. Today, however, it's different, and different is good, especially when it makes absolutely no sense like what you'll be seeing over the next three days. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Did you realize that there are four steps to a healthy lawn? And Scott's Four Step has got it all covered. Get Scott's Four Step at Rockies now. Only 100 bucks with your Ace Awards card. No rebate nom- nonsense. It's time for Step 1 already. So zip on over to your nearest Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock. 
Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 708 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, bright and sunny today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 73. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Well, well, well. Yeah. Will you look who's finally back in the United States? <laughs> Scott Cohen is in the studio. It's good to see you. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. It's good to see the two of you as well. The layman Bane is finally back from Spain. Hey. Now, will uh, will you be showing all your slides in the conference office? No, I um, <laughs> you know, I I took uh, I did a good job, I think, of chronicling my trip on Facebook. So, uh, so yeah, no, yeah, yeah. What, you, what, you showed what us you... all the food and all the cocktails you had. Yep. that's pretty much what we expected. And a picture. I you know, I took uh, I took exception as I usually do to the things you guys say about me. I, I don't mind that you say them doesn't matter what you're saying as long as you're talking about me <laughs> okay but um you know you, you guys took a shot at me saying that i was mailing it in yeah and uh no it's like i'm so that, but, that so was they, a that so, was a working so, vacation so you said to your girlfriend hey uh, make sure that i'm in this really cool pose on the phone talking which probably wasn't even the interview yeah, it was just, probably after the posing. interview and you're just posing and right, uh, you gotta yeah. do what you gotta do best yeah. the work, phone, working vacation look at me i'm working yeah. you, you put the you put the phone in phony that's what i did, you did. <laughs> i like that that was good yeah, yeah, that's what I did. you know you ought to try saying more funny stuff like that on the radio oh, oh please not a white bother that's done me no good ever uh, let's talk about some things. There's a lot of stuff to a lot talk of stuff about going on. The uh, the Bruins uh, have won more games in a regular season than any other team in history. Yep. And the amazing part about it is, is the uh, is the other two teams that were involved in, in the tie needed the very last game of the season to do it. The Bruins still have two more games in the regular season to get to 65, which obliterates that record completely. But they uh, they beat it last night. And uh, Pasternak was unbelievable. The unbelievable. Hat-trick. And, you know, he's got like 60, 60 goals, goals a season. Yep. Unbelievable. You know, the thing about it is, and, you know, of course, having, getting the, and they need one more point to uh, to tie, I guess. Um, one more, uh, it's one more, what did I, I, I have to, it written down. It, yeah, it's I had one more down. tie. And two to, two to win. Yeah, to one more point uh, to tie the record set by Montreal right. 46 years yep. ago. And they play, the, they play the Capitals at home tomorrow, and then they've got Montreal, Montreal yeah. on the road on Thursday. Two teams that have already been eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> right. So here's the thing. You know, um, you can win 63 games. You can, uh, you know, score 100 and uh, count 131 points and all of that. But, I mean, if you don't do, if you don't do well in the postseason, it doesn't make uh, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, um, not to not to get ahead of myself yeah. here, but you know when I look at how they play and you look at how they beat teams, that's when I'm. There's really nobody else in the NHL that comes even close to no. uh, to facing them. And in a seven game series, I'm sorry, I, 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 I it's hard to imagine that they don't get to the Stanley Cup Finals and that they don't win it. Right. And and you know and the the cliche, you know, there's there appears to be no chink in their armor. They've just they they have played consistently the whole year and even the last couple of weeks they they won their 6th game in a row last night. Yeah. There's there's no stumbling, no bumbling, no you know no uh uh setbacks, no two you know one step forward, two step back. There's been none of that for them. They're every playing- every line Every does their, line does their job. Every, Every line one. is doing their job. Yeah. Um. You know, to get technical. You know, penalty kills. You know, when the other t- team goes on the power play, the they're they're the number one team in the NHL about squashing the opponent's power play. They're just and they've they've got two quality goalies. And you know, the other thing to keep in mind is uh, Bruce Cassidy, who was their coach last year, wound tight as a top. 
okay? Yep. He's now out in Las Vegas. They're the top team in the Western Conference. And Jim Montgomery, who took over as the coach, has, is a completely different kind of personality. And he's got to take a lot of credit for letting them play, um, you know, uh, easily, fluidly, uh, with no pressure. They're a completely different team than they were a year ago. And really, the only big uh, change they made is they got David Krejci back. But it's basically been the same core guys for the last handful of years, and and there's just something about this year that's making them play great. And there's something about the last two games of this regular season that says they're going to win 65. They're going to win, uh, yeah. And and, and Pasternak is like three goals behind uh, Connor McDavid. uh, No, four goals behind Connor McDavid of, of Edmonton. I mean, you're not you don't expect hat tricks every game, but no. if there's a guy who's got just but a why, touch right now, this? why why in the world would David Pasternak at, at this at this and they're not resting their starters? Obviously, Pasternak was in there yesterday, right? And Patrice Bergeron, who's you know one of the the older veterans on the team, has said he doesn't want any time off; they just want to keep playing. There's really no reason for for David Pasternak to get a hat trick yesterday at this point in the season. You know, he he gets one goal, he gets two. Okay, I've had my great game. That's enough. I'm just going to, you know, go through the motions, try not to get hurt. They're not playing with that mindset. They're going 110% all the way up to the end. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You can't go 110%. I know you can't. You, well, yeah. We had a a boss here that used to say that. Yeah. 100%. There's no such thing as 110%. And look what happened to him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's, look what he's, 100%, to him. he's 100% not in the building. Yeah, and he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he should have given 110%. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the uh, the Celtics also, uh, they've won eight out of their last 10 games. Yep. Uh, I was going through you know, how they're determining, because there's, there's a there's a play-in series that, that's going to happen. Yep. So, it, you know, who they face is still... Up in the air. Uh, up in the air. Could be Miami, could be Atlanta, who they just played and beat. Uh, but they... You know, the, the the Celtics have they played at such a great level earlier on in the season they kind of faltered a little bit but mm-hmm. now they're starting to kind of catch that uh, that rhythm again and play really well so I don't know how you feel about the Celtics but they got a lot on uh, they got a lot ahead of them if they looked to, to beat Milwaukee which are really really well, they, they good. went to what they went to Milwaukee last week when I was on vacation and they and they just they took it right to the Bucks and and uh, Milwaukee didn't rest anybody. Yeah, um, but you know, listen, you've I you know I think a lot a lot of the Philadelphia, Milwaukee. There's a some of the really top teams in the NBA are in their own conference, so they got they've got to they've got to get to the finals before they even think about who they're going to try and play or beat from the West. Last week, there was a, a bunch of stories about uh, the Patriots and specifically about Bill Belichick yep. and his relationship with Mac Jones and where that stands. And there was this rumor that was being floated that Mac Jones was offered to at least four other teams in the NFL. Yep. Uh, none of those deals have closed. None of those deals have happened yet, but they're does seem to be a fracture in that relationship. Yep. And there's a lot of people in within the organization that are always saying, let's go zappy. Let's forget Mac Jones. Let's go zappy. And you just don't know what that really means. The draft is coming up later in the month. you got all these uh, question marks going on with the, with the Patriots. What do you think is going on with that? Well, you know, you, you brought it up a couple of weeks ago, and I think that um, – that I I wasn't I wasn't so sure that this big rift is was you know was really there. I thought it was being you know overplayed a little bit. And again, listen, I'm not in Foxborough, you know, P- 
peeking my head into people's offices and things like that. But Mr. Kraft isn't calling you every week. He doesn't call me every week. But, you know, but but uh, we know each other. Um, If the because the rumors um, and the stories have continued, there's there's something to it. I don't think they're I don't think they're sold on him. Uh, I think the reason why they're not is pretty obvious. He took he definitely took a step backwards last year. And remember, we talked about all the on-field hijinks where he was like uh, visibly getting pissed at at, right. at people. That that's that's not a good thing for a second-year quarterback to be that demonstrative on the field. There's Again, a, if there's the st- also a story though that that one of the things that that uh, led up to this is that he went outside the organization. To, yes, to, to to look to look for ad, you know advice advice for coaching advice. Yes. Well, yeah. I think he. I think I think the way that Belichick set uh, things up last year with Matt, you know, Matt Patricia calling, you know, offensive plays. He's got really, I mean, listen, he knows football. He's been around forever. That's, that's not his area of expertise. And if you're Mac Jones, who basically you're still, he's still playing for that big, his first big contract. And he's looking around and he's like, you guys aren't helping me. I've got a guy here, a defensive guy calling the offensive plays that he obviously didn't um, agree with. So he's, I think he's probably look, looking out for himself and he went outside the organization, which I don't necessarily blame him, but he got his, you know, he got his dick in a ringer for that. And that's one of the reasons why they're looking at him. They're giving him the fish eye. Well, that's a very interesting metaphor, isn't it? Yeah, well, very, yeah, listen, listen, yeah. listen to him. He's hey, trying to tell it like it is. Hey, Steve. Get, get a little of this, this guy. guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just I just think <laughs> that, you know, Bill Belichick's at a certain point of his career where he doesn't really want any nonsense. He doesn't want nonsense. He's, cre- he's created this whole uh, culture of do your yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. And if you've got a guy... Who is you know throwing temper tantrums on the side uh, of you know, on on the sidelines? That lines. didn't bode well for him at all. It doesn't bode well for him. And then to go outside, you know, looking for help to get to circumvent around Matt Patricia shows. All right, this kid isn't going to do his job. He's going he's going to do everything he can to serve himself rather than the team and do what's set up for him. And I can see a Bill Belichick saying, yeah. you know what? There's other good quarterbacks out there, and we don't need Mac Jones that badly. Uh, listen, he's a very he's a he's a very serviceable, uh, going to be a third year NFL quarterback. There's right now there's nothing special about Mac Jones, and there is if they see an opportunity to you know to Im- uh, improve on him, they're they're just going to do it. That's football. The Masters ended yesterday. John yep. Rahm winds up winning. Yep, great, great champion. You know, when I was in in Spain last week, uh, people were uh, were talking about him. Um, g- great champion. He played. He played. Th- they played thirty holes of golf yesterday, finishing up uh, the second round and then playing the final round, which was you know absolutely grueling. Yeah, great champion. He played great. He came from behind. Kepka coughed. You know, spit the bit uh, yep. down the stretch and. Uh, but you know the people were talking about the live golfers all week. Th- what, what did I say? Uh, second, third, and fifth. Yeah, uh, they placed um, in the top five. So, but bam, Rom's the champion and a great champion. Not for nothing. Uh, you know, last week before the, in the first round, uh, you know, Tiger did okay, then not okay, and then he's uh, he's out. Uh, took himself out of the tournament with a with a plantar fasciitis yep. issue. I don't know if you've ever had it. I have. Uh, but it's like someone jammed. I've had it, too. It's like someone jams a knife into it the balls like of your hell, feet. It's, it's a horrible condition, yep. and it takes time to fix. Uh, 
And the soft ground and the cold weather doesn't help you either. So I, it's a bit, uh, just a bad, you know, no pun intended, bad, very bad weather cocktail for a tiger. Spinal fusions, knee problems, right. foot problems, ankle issues. He's 47 years old. Yeah. You know what? I think it's time to, to put it to rest. He's, I, I think it's done. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to try and play in the majors, you know, and, and, and that's it. He's not going out there playing in the greater... <laughs> Greensboro Open. He's not. He's not physically fit for that. And you know what? I think he would struggle at Fenway Golf right he now. He might, but it's like none of everything that Tiger Woods, uh, all of his ailments are aside from his age. All of his ailments are self-induced. He did all that stuff to uh, to himself, which yeah. is really a shame. It is. All right. I think we've uh, exhausted everything. And then, listen, the Red Sox playing 500 ball. You know. We'll take two out of three, get swept, sweep somebody else. Now they go to Tampa tonight, and the Rays are nine and zero off to one of the. Oh, I'm be- sure they'll beat the Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm best sure they'll knock that thing off. Twenty right. years, right? <laughs> I, on the other hand, you have me beating uh, Detroit a three game series. Come on, that's that's just very impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Cohen, it's good to see you. You guys too. It's uh, seven twenty two with Baxson Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Springfield's clap. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 729 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Beautiful day today, sunny and a high of 66. Even better tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, last night we heard that uh, Bacon and Brews, less than 20 tickets remaining. Now that was as of last night. And, and you know, it's almost 730 now. That number could be uh, decreased. But if you want to join us for Bacon and Brews, on April 23rd at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Uh, you can go to rock102.com and buy those tickets. You have to be over 21 to attend with a positive ID. It's going to be a great time. We would love to have you there. But again, less than 20 tickets remain for uh, Bacon and Brews from Rock 102, Springfield's Dang, Classic Rock. Damn. I know. I know. Well, that's a hell of an event that we have there. I do love that event. That's a that's a, that's a a fine, fine event. Any, any event that... You know, it's, uh, it's primary reason to go is bacon. bacon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't beat that. You can't. No. You really can't. Uh, I'm actually going to be back from vacation in time to attend. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'll be damned. Well, it'll be great to have you. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking f- well, hey, you know, free ticket to a bacon show. No, I understand that. Well, I mean, it's surprisingly they don't make us pay. <laughs> you, what do you, what actually, do you think this is, an air show? Actually, I'm sorry. There's only 18 tickets left. We have to buy ours. <laughs> yeah, it's an air show. It's definitely an air show. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your FDIC. 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai today. Go there. Uh, go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Northampton police arrested a 19-year-old man from Holyoke after finding his car heavily damaged as well as 19 headstones at St. Mary's Cemetery on Bridge Road that had been struck. Police said the teen was traveling west on Bridge Road when he veered off into the cemetery. The cemetery grounds were damaged along with the headstones. The crash was discovered around 1.42 a.m. Saturday morning. Now, the, the victims all had the right of way, correct? Yes, yes, I believe, uh, you know, they're heavy on the crosswalks up there. I would think so. The walking dead, you know, you, you want to make sure they're they're not in the way. Right. Police say that any additional property damage should be reported to the uh, St. Mary's Cemetery directly. So if you find something and you're like, 
you know, 19 headstones, that's some serious damage. And that's, uh, you know, uh, not good for the people who, you know, have relatives there who mm-hmm. are buried and, uh, you know, you've ruined the place of remembrance for who, them. Who is responsible for that? Well, you're, probably your auto insurance would cover that. Yeah. Uh, because I, mean, cause I, I mean, if you're like a, if you're a, a family member of the deceased, yeah, okay, you're kind of going on a limb and thinking that uh, you know, maybe this is like someone who was close to you as opposed to like like a great, 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 great grandfather that you yeah. never knew, and all right. of a sudden you're on the hook to pay for a new headstone? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, I have to make a call today to get the, my mother's headstone finished. Like it doesn't, it, she, years ago when my dad passed away, back yeah. in 2003, they put, it was the side-by-side graves. Mm-hmm. So then she had her name on it for the longest time. Right. With, you know, 1943 dash. A little morbid to look at, you know, years ago. Yeah, you know, no kidding. Hey, you're not dead yet. Why was your name on there? And I said, why did you do that? And she said, well, it's to save you kids the money after I die. To put in four digits? Yeah, and I'm like, well, you could have saved us a little more money by at least putting two zero. <laughs> like, you're a little hopeful if you're if you're yeah, not even putting the two zero on there. Uh, and then you could put the other two numbers for the yeah. year afterwards. Yeah. But uh, we'll see how much that's going to cost. I have no idea how much engraving on a, on a headstone cost. Do they? They must do it there, right? I think they take a machine out to the actual headstone and then just... There's some kind of like yeah. grinder thing. They don't, they don't have a cut. guy with like a chisel and a hammer, just like you know, knocking the bits of granite out of the thing. I think that went out with the way of the spinning wheel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. I don't know. I honestly don't know how any of that works. I don't know how any of it works either. Hey, you know, speaking of uh, not knowing how anything works, I uh, well, first of all, the mommy and daddy love each other, right? Yeah. And then. Go on. I uh, I I, uh, I I have I have hired a young man, uh, a, f- a friend of mine's son, to uh, do some electric work in the house. He's a he's a you know electrical apprentice kind of thing, right? And uh, it's just basic stuff, you know, like switches and things like that. Right. But we're walking around the house on Saturday, and he's showing me all these things. And he says, "I'm showing him which switch goes to which light." And I said, "This one controls." that one and so does that one control that light on on the wall okay and he uh he says well you know you see you ever see on the light switch it says on or off on it yeah on the switch when it says on or off on it that means it only goes to one place one it's one circuit if you have a switch that doesn't have any writing on it that means there's another switch that that controls that's the way it's supposed to be that just blew my mind. Yeah, and I had I no was, idea. And I'm uh, this kid's uh, you know like 17 years old, and I'm like I was today years old when I learned that uh, the writing on a, on a switch actually meant something more than just on or off. Huh? At uh, well, that you the more you know. Yeah, we'd never known this. And by the way, he's being supervised by a professional, so don't think that I'm just having uh, you know some random kid just to save a few bucks. You're too damn cheap to buy a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah. Uh, But uh, but yeah, isn't it interesting that I that I went my whole life not knowing that? You know, there there are certain things in a house that I would never ever tackle Mm -hmm. on my own. If there were a problem, I'd have to hire a professional, a real man with tools and knowledge and skills. Plumbing is one of them. Well, this is why you call the experts over at Aquapump. Uh, yeah, right. And then electrical would right. be the other. I would. I, I. I am not crazy about the idea 
of dinking around with lights and switches and knobs or any of that foolishness. No, I can change I a bulb, but that's as far as I go. Yes, yes. As far Bolts. as I go. That's it. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like learning things, but I also was kind of, you know, your ego gets damaged when, like, a kid who's less than half your age <laughs> tells you, the right way to do things in your own home. Uh, I, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. You're facing a lot more of that over the next 20 uh, years or so. I know. A lot more. Oh, believe me. I uh, I don't know anything at my house anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the 12-year-old and the 10-year-old are yeah. a couple of experts on uh, everything. Western Mass News was getting answers after the Mass Gaming Commission denied a request by DraftKings to allow gambling on the 2023 Boston Marathon. I move that the commission deny the request to amend the official catalog of events and wagers to conclude the Boston Marathon as included in the commissioner's packet and discussion, said Commissioner Eileen O'Brien. Uh, I vote yes, four to nothing, said Gaming Commissioner Chair Kathy Judd Stein. The Boston Marathon will be held on April 17th. And according to the organizer event, the Boston Athletic Association, they were also against allowing wagers as well. In a statement that was read on their behalf during Thursday's meeting, it stated in part, our focus remains on creating the best event experience for our participants, volunteers, spectators, and community members. We'll have no further comment at this time. So my understanding is this is how they wanted to do it. Uh, they wanted to allow, they DraftKings wanted to allow bets on the top 20 men and women runners in, in the uh, in the marathon mm -hmm. the problem is that the infrastructure they had to do that DraftKings, wasn't quite up to snuff and they didn't have enough time to figure out the safeguards of the whole thing because you know you're talking about a race that's like you know next next monday yeah. is is the boston marathon and the state is saying the commission is saying you're not ready for this we're not ready for this and they want to be able to do this the right way so you're, you're not gonna be able to do it this year but i'm pretty sure by next year you'll be able to vote on as many kenyan runners as you can get your hands on yes yes yeah, so because we need to have the ability to bet on a race like this yes i love betting on the human condition um but i could see you know they're, they're you know you're talking about the sanctity of an event you know yeah. it's something that, that that's special uh to, to this region anyway um, even though it's a worldwide recognized event. Right? Yeah. Um, but think about you could have people sabotaging that race along 26 miles of route. Let's say, uh, you know, you, you, you bet to win on one guy finishing the race in three hours or whatever, or two right. hours, however the fastest one goes. Oh, it'd be a shame if he tripped along the route. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. Well, you know, uh, you also got to be concerned with. You ever hear of the other uh, story of Rosie Ruiz? Uh, oh, was she the one that uh, skipped off and uh, right? She she, she took a shortcut. She started the race. My understanding is she started the race off. Yeah. And skipped through. Yeah, I do. Fin and yeah. finished finished the race. And you know, I mean, she didn't actually run the entire marathon. I think you have to say, well, all right, well, what would prevent somebody from mm -hmm. starting off the race, getting out of the uh, uh, out of the pack, and taking an Uber, <laughs> right, know, to the finish line, and then boom, yeah, you know, all of a sudden you're a you're a like a 400 pound guy who just won the Boston Marathon by a good minute. But yeah, now, it's like uh, you got to make sure that doesn't happen. But now they have these RFID things on the on the bibs, sure, now that would you know they. Pr I'm guessing that they have certain points along the route where 
you have to hit those in order to am i wrong you, am you I might right? be you might be I right i'm just speculating i, I don't know, know i know you can track like on the on race day you yeah. can track you know what runners yeah. are where and where they're at yeah so if like you say you're like you got an uncle who's running you can you can track where your uncle is at yeah you know maybe he you know passed over and uh you know <laughs> you know had to be escorted by a by ambulance back to a hospital see, but see you know what rosie's problem was she she didn't park at Riverside to take the train back to the finish line. She should have parked at the Prudential Center. Listen, I know what you're trying to get get at here. Yeah. I, I see I, I see know. through your yeah, ruse, I... but you know what? Uh, you don't take the green line if you're going to run in the marathon unless you're trying to get there. That's true. All uh, right. Speaking of the Boston Marathon, considering she has sung it about 75 times, Michelle Brooks Thompson has been labeled the go-to person to sing the national anthem for several local and nationwide events. The Star Spangled Fan is yeah. Star Spangled Banner is a difficult song to sing and pronounce. That's the for truth. For many to perform, but not to the West Springfield resident who has been selected to sing it at the 127th Boston Marathon on Monday, April 17th, by the Boston Athletic Association. I think that's cool. She yeah. did a great job at the opening day at uh, Fenway Park. Yeah. So I yeah, know she's good. Uh, it's it's kind of nice being the go-to. Um. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like I, I always thought it would be kind of cool to like take over Reddy Rencourt at every yeah. hockey game at the with the Bruins. Well, and that guy, uh, man, that guy could really move a room. That should be a little ego boost for her. Yeah, everybody wants you to be the one to sing the national anthem. This is where you start charging money. I think that she needs an agent, and I think I'm gonna. Yeah, did go, she do this for free? What well, she needs to go to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge and uh, talk about how to not get screwed by major athletic organizations. Can she get a free T-shirt? She can absolutely get a free T-shirt. Not just the one that you have, but like other no. T-shirts. No, I don't think she can get one. <laughs> I was like, I'm paying her with my advice. No, I got okay? it. I got it. Yeah, all right. She'll take that class on how to not get screwed by by uh, by the Boston Marathon Commission yeah. or any other place that wants to. Yeah, classes her. starting today will have you figuring out the world's problems by March. But I think it's kind of cool that we have uh, somebody local representing uh, the, the big dance. Yeah, I you agree. You know what I'm saying? Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 66 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. A local bank that makes a difference with a rate that... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 751. And Elton John with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, you do those forecasts and all of a sudden you know, people start thinking, hey, you know what? It's time to start golfing. Rock 102's Golf Club is back, presented by Swing Oil Beer. 11 rounds of golf to some of the area's finest courses like Keeney Park, the Legends, uh, the Ledges, uh, Wyckoff Country Club, Bat- Brattleboro, and more. 199 bucks for the whole package. You're paying less than $20 a round. Get one for yourself or for a friend that makes a, a great gift for any golfer. It's the Rockland 2 Golf Club brought to you by Swing Oil Beer Company. Available for a limited time, so do not wait. Get yours today at rock102.com. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm not playing rock and roll. I'm just playing audio clips. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Actually, we'll start off with some music. Super Mario Brothers movie broke yeah. the record for the biggest global opening for an animated film with $377 million. Also, Jack Black released a music video for Peaches, the ballad he sings as Bowser about Princess Peach. Here's a sweet little taste of that. 
True Jack Black form. Yeah, that's right good. Uh, still have no desire to see that movie at all. Actually, that's that's all I really wanted to hear was just the song from yeah. that movie. That's yeah. it. Well, there you go. Uh, here's what happened. Uh, clip number two. Here's what happened when a man. Remember last week when we were talking about that lady who was she was, did that video and she's like, a man approached me in a parking lot. It is never okay to approach a woman in a parking lot. It turns out the guy's like twenty yards away, just right. trying to yell at her something. Uh, well, here's what happened when a guy tried to help uh, a woman. By letting her know that her purse was on the roof of the car. I'm just trying to tell you that you, I told you I don't have your purse is on top of your car. Find your own business. Okay. You know, I Lady, think I think the video's fake, but that's beside the point. But but yeah. even but even still, yeah. I mean, you know, there may be a reason why he's approaching your car and respectfully, spe- you know, you know, staying 15 feet away. And last week you heard that audio of the woman going ballistic because she thought she was under. Some sort of threat. Yeah, you know, not yeah. every man is out to is out to threaten you. And the guy was like twenty yards away from her. He wasn't like even right up close to her. You could have rolled the window down a half an inch. Yeah, that's all you needed to do. All men are jerks. Not all of us. Mm. Some, some sure, but not all of us. Uh, clip number three: A husband and wife were uh, off roading in an ATV when they went into some water, which started seeping into the vehicle. The husband calmly put it in reverse to pull it out safely. However, the wife uh, was sure they were about to die. Here you go. Jeff, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> TV. What, what did you, you think was going to happen? There's mud in my shoes. You imagine mud everywhere. You're going to go home with her complaining about having the time of her life on the ATV. She could tell all her friends what kind of fun she had. Yeah. Thank God this video, this audio exists to uh, prove everybody what a crybaby she is. Uh, speaking of people crying, a passenger was forcibly removed from his flight after being asked repeatedly by the crew to exit. Apparently, the man requested a pre-flight cocktail was denied, prompting a meltdown. Here's the sobbing man getting forced off the American Airlines flight. Hey, don't, 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 you stole my phone. You stole my phone. I'm allowed to record. Give me my that's the dude crying that's the dude crying yeah 
He was probably already drunk when he got on the plane, and then they probably realized that, and they're like, "Okay, you know what? You got to get off. There's no way that you're gonna you're gonna be on this flight for the rest of the uh, the rest of the time." Yeah, it's a six hour flight. We're not putting up with you. And our last clip: a Florida man, always fun, right? Yeah, is accused of breaking into two homes, jumping a pool, uh, jumping on a trampoline, and running from the police uh, during the ordeal. Cops realized that Blake Tokman was not only naked but greased up as well. Here's uh, audio from the officer's body cam. I got one running, going westbound behind just the fence. He's naked. He's in the pool. Still running. Get back here! Put your hands behind your back! Hands behind your back! Oh, okay. It's like a paste. Yeah. It's all over you, man. <laughs> smells like toothpaste. He's like all covered up, greased up. It's like greased up deaf guy on the family guy. <laughs> Everybody, why are you and there you go. It's uh, now here this at 757 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Let's go while we're young. All right, sir. Trying to tee off. It's Bax. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, can I just take a moment to shamelessly bloviate for a moment or two about the Boston Bruins? No? Too bad. Last night, the Boston Bruins obliterated the NHL's record for the most wins in a single regular season after pounding the living bejesus out of the Philadelphia Flyers by a definitive score of 5-3, to three, three of which were scored by David Pasternak, whose hat trick put him 60 goals scored so far this season, only trailing Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers, who happens to have uh, 64 goals this season. But that's another discussion for another time. The Bruins have now set the record at 63 wins, busting through a tie between the 1995-96 Red Wings and the 2018-19 Tampa Bay Lightning. Interestingly enough, these two teams didn't reach 62 wins until the very last regular season game of those two seasons. The Bruins reached 63, and they still got two more games left to go. Against Washington tomorrow and Montreal on Thursday, and without meaning to sound cocky, both those teams have already been eliminated eliminated from playoff contention. That means that the Bruins have the chance to reset the all-time mark at 65. And if they don't, it's no big whoop. But the Bruins are also just one shy of the all-time record in points at 132, a record set by Montreal 46 years ago. They've also won the President's Cup for the best record in the league, and oh yeah, they also have home ice advantage for the entire postseason. Now, if you haven't been paying attention or somehow have other things going on in your life, do yourself a favor. Ignore all those other obligations and start paying attention now, because what the Bruins are doing today is wrecking every conceivable pillar of success in the NHL and taking it overall for themselves. To say that the Bruins are something special this year is like saying that the Beatles had a pretty good run. Are they really that good? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're really that good. And they've been that way all season long. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a spring painting project? A lot of people do. Rocky's has paint advisors in every store. They got an eye for color. They share tips and tricks and advice. You're not on your own. Plus, Benjamin Moore paint cabinet stains. Got paint? See the paint advisors at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and Led Zeppelin. 
Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 66 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 73. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Tonight's the big night. Wait, wait. Happened, happen. How did that go? What's that? Uh, that wasn't uh, what I was looking for. Okay. Right, ready? Yes. All right. Here, yes. here we go. Tonight's uh, the big night. All right. Here we go. There you go. Big night tonight. <clears throat> yes, it East is. Hampton. Lady, I'm your knight in shining, shining armor, and I love you. You have made me what I am, and I am yours. Yep, tonight, uh, supposedly 6 p.m., there's going to be a school committee meeting in uh-huh. East Hampton. Now, uh, last week... They tried to have a Zoom meeting, but they maxed out at 300 participants. I don't really understand the rules of what has to be. I guess the public, the entire public anywhere has to have access to this. And if you can't allow the entire public to be a part of it or to view it, then you can't have the meeting. I think that's what... Well, there are space limitations in City Hall. There are space limitations in the school auditorium. But on Zoom, they only had they had their settings set at 300. Never figuring that be there'd be more people that want to be in on this thing. Now right. I understand it wasn't this thing supposed to be streamed too. Well, and that's what I don't understand. I mean, why can't it be simulcast on like a local public television station? As long as you have it available, that should be enough for to to you know that you're playing by the rules. Here. Yeah. So I don't really understand. Last week, uh, Mayor uh, Nicole LaChapelle, uh, she said that oh, there's a way to expand this to 1,200 participants. But you know what? More than 1,200 people want to be a part of this thing, and that's uh, that's what's going on. There, there may be more people interested in this than the entire population of East Hampton. Yeah, they have uh, what's going on there. They have uh, 90 minutes for public opinion, and each person gets three minutes. That's not very many people to be putting in their opinion when you think about how many people. But I guess that's like, like a sample right. s- sample size of the population that they're that they're using, right? Sixteen thousand people live in East Hampton. Okay, so you're not gonna you're not gonna get a Zoom meeting with sixteen hundred sixteen thousand people. You can't even get ten percent. Ten percent. Kiss ten percent of my ass. I just I just I, I I'm not really. Maybe if somebody has information on how open meeting laws work, you should probably talk to a guy like Tony Signoli or something like that, right? Well, you know, I would think that open meeting laws have got to be somewhat modified with yeah. with Zoom technology or any teleconferencing uh, addition to what they're trying to do. Uh, I, we covered this on Friday, but I'm just going to kind of repeat the story because this is a newer one uh, out of Boston this morning. The head of the school committee in East Hampton has said concerns with the candidate for school superintendent went well beyond his use of term ladies. The contender insists it's not that's not what he was told. Last week, the East Hampton School Committee rescinded, rescinded its offer to veto Perone. In a written statement, Board Chair Cynthia Kwasinski said it is true that she felt insulted when Perone addressed her and an executive assistant as ladies in an email, but she said the committee also took issue with time off and salary requests he made. Perone said those other concerns were not mentioned when he met with the committee. 
they said that they were rescinding the offer, and the reason was because I called them ladies, which was a microaggression. I attempted to apologize for offending anyone, and they didn't think that that was relevant based on the fact that they had already voted. Hmm. As for Perone's contract demands, he said they thought they would be the beginning of a negotiation that never happened. Glenn Kucher, 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 of oh, you, you're going to regret that. Who leads the Mass Association <laughs> of School Committees? Uh, cautioned the public from jumping to conclusions. I have not spoke with anybody on that school committee, but I can say from my own experience that, this is that there's probably a lot more to this than the simple explanation. Uh, the East Hampton School Committee is scheduled to meet tonight to discuss the path forward. Earlier this week, uh, a virtual school committee we had to be canceled after too many people tried to log in. I'm sure there is a simple explanation as to this entire situation. And I think uh, you know when you weren't here, like me and Marty were talking about it, and I think Marty said something was actually correct. They wanted somebody else to get that job. Uh, I, I knew that from the get-go. But yeah. when uh, Vito Perone wind up scoring the highest in yeah. every possible way imaginable, when he became almost like the undeniably best candidate for the job, they scrambled around trying to find a way to get out of this because the guy's reputation is right. is uh, and, unimpeachable. And. Just for the record, we don't know that as fact. No, but it's all speculation. Well, oh, that's all we do is make uh, sweeping generalizations. Well, right? that's I've made a whole career out of it. Right, but but never the but nevertheless, to to rescind a job offer based on what they told him just seems to be such a minor, uh, you know, idiotic, you know, uh, position to take. You know, because he referred to somebody in an email as ladies. It's not enough to rescind the job. For anybody else going after any other position yeah. anywhere else in the world, but East Hampton, Massachusetts, and, Some, something stinks about this whole thing. And, and then the whole negotiation thing, you know, she's saying that he was asking for too much, but again, that's how a negotiation yeah, works. You, you you shoot too high, yeah. the the, uh, the employer shoots too low, and you somehow find common ground in the middle. That's what negotiation is all about. That, in, in fact, but, that's the very definition of negotiation. But apparently, they're not uh, they don't really understand that. I think they do understand that. They just want to make this as difficult as possible, so that you know, Vito Perone says, "Yeah, no, I uh, I withdraw my my application." But since he's got a lawyer, it ain't going to be easy for him. No, no, we're not going to hear any more from Vito for a while until you know this probably thing is no, all over. You may hear from his attorney, but you will not hear from him. The other thing that uh, Miss Kwasinski uh, was taking to task was the, uh, the the night that they that he they gave him the job and then they wind up calling the police and then you know because it was after 11 o'clock at night that they decided to call the guy well, most people are in bed by 11 o'clock at night and uh, if you didn't hear from anybody before 11 o'clock you can just assume they'll call you in the morning and let you know what's going on even if the phone woke me up yeah and I saw on the caller ID that it was a phone call from the Springfield school de- uh, department yeah I would roll over, put the phone down, yeah. and go back to sleep. So then, you know, in in her version, her uh, excuse for that was, hey, look, a superintendent should be on call 24 hours a day. He's not the superintendent yeah, yet. He's a superintendent candidate. Candidate. That's it. So uh, this is going to be interesting tonight to see how this whole thing unfolds and how they're going to manage this meeting for everybody to see. You know, I don't... Uh, I'm going to try to get on, but you're probably going to get knocked off. You probably I, will. I, I, I'm surprised that you know, none of the local TV stations have agreed to you know, broadcast this thing. 
Um, I think the local, uh, like twenty-two and forty. I think their position is we'll just we'll cover the story, but we're not going to we're not going to block out airtime for yeah. this. Well, you remember, you know, the, uh, the unfortunate incident with Phoebe Prince up in South Hadley, and then they had all those meetings uh, yeah. for the school committee board, and you know, people were going nuts over that. That, that but that was that's a, like in a room, like so you have you had the CCTV, and then you had you know, people able to go to the meeting. Obviously, you can only fit so many people inside the building for fire yeah. codes, but then that's what the TV was for. I mean, I assume, but they, but they broadcast that on TV, is what I was my point. Yeah, was. and it'd be, it'd be a cable access type of thing. But you know, but 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 either way, either way, when this, because I know how these town meetings sometimes operate. Mm-hmm. Um. If they wind up getting to this situation at all, you know they're gonna they're gonna upfront load it with a bunch of other nonsense, all these other you know things that they want to talk about, and then maybe they get to this. But anytime I've ever been at a town hall meeting, and I've been to like a like a handful of them, oh, they're awful. It's you walk away from it thinking that was pointless, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even matter what it what it is because. The people that want to talk usually can't. The people that do are usually swatted down. And the people who are in charge make sure everybody knows, hey, we're the ones in charge. Even though everybody in the room is questioning why or should you still be there? And especially in a situation like this where nobody can understand the rationale behind it. No one with any reasonable intelligence listens looks at this story and says oh yeah no i totally see why they why they pull that application no one does that nobody but yet in this situation i'm pretty sure that by tonight after it's over be a lot of very angry people even more confused than when they walked in you know what they could do just make it into a like a wwe pay-per-view event yeah good like uh like a smackdown yeah like uh remember that one i i told you about that i went over the guy's house uh to give wrestling a chance yeah and it was uh two wrestlers fighting over custody papers that were hanging Hanging, above the ring in a ladder that was underneath there yeah we could do that with the superintendent's job. You get the three candidates in there. The first one to knock the other one out and grab the paper uh, that says you got the job at the that's top a, of the ladder. That's a good one. We could do it. Here's my suggestion. Yeah. This simplifies everything for everybody. They should adopt the Caller 10 technology that we he- use here at Rock 102. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caller 10 becomes the next superintendent of schools in East yeah, Hampton. Yeah, do, uh, do neither one will do what? Do you want to be the next superintendent of East Hampton schools? Uh, yeah, and if, you're, if you are the 10th caller, yeah. the job is yours. Yes, but this is a fake contest. We're not actually doing that. Yeah, that's no, not, we're not. That's not real. Not that's giving not anything away right now. It, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's it's a, a hypothetical situation. Hypothetical scenario. Yeah, but, um, I, but I still think that's very effective. It's worked for us for years. You know, a spelling bee might work too. That would be very good. Yeah. <laughs> spell Micro- ladies. No, spell, spell microaggression, microaggression please. <laughs> <laughs> it's 821 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Rock 102's Springfield's classic rock. It's 828 and rat with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a beautiful day today. Sunny and a high of 65 tomorrow. Even better with a high of 73. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, check out the daily podcast after 10 o'clock this morning. That way you never miss another show again. When Listen to it whenever it's convenient for you. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Jim Skafish from the band Skafish, uh, the first punk new wave and avant-garde uh, band in Chicago back in uh, the, uh, the mid-70s. 
it's a fascinating story of a guy that took almost 40 years to get the rights to to re-release his original music from uh, 1977 through 83. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Uh, that's all I got. We're, we got news coming up next. Fair enough. 829 at Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A chilly, frosty start this morning, but a big warm-up today. Lots of sunshine will stick around throughout the day with highs reaching into the little mid-60s this afternoon. The wind will be on the lighter side. A beautiful day on the way. But tonight, mainly clear, not as chilly, still falling into the little mid-30s, though. Then for tomorrow, sunshine mixed with clouds that will be breezy and warm with highs in the lower 70s. For Wednesday, a blend of sun and clouds, a little bit cooler, but still in the middle and upper 60s on the breezy side. And for Thursday, mostly sunny skies with high temperatures in the 70s to near 80. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. Leah Nissans are in style, in stock, and ready for delivery all month long. Looking to lease your next Nissan? Do it at Leah Nissan in Enfield with no giant down payments, low monthly payments, and our their exclusive three years of no-charge maintenance on all Leah Nissans, including no-charge oil changes, tire rotations, and more. Stop by and meet uh, General Manager Michael Kay for exclusive offers only at Leah Nissan Palumba Drive in Enfield. See dealer for full details. Start driving with a lower car loan rate. Hi, I'm Mike Ostrowski, President and CEO of our Credit Union. Aura puts you in the driver's seat before you negotiate any vehicle sticker price. Come to Aura Credit Union before you go to the car dealership and shop like a professional and get a great rate. Be smart. Come to Aura Credit Union today and check out your auto refinance options. Aura, located in Springfield, West Springfield, Enfield, and online at ARRHACU.com. Deposits fully insured by NCUA, MSIC, Equal Housing Lender. If you're ready to join the RV lifestyle, visit Kemper's RV of Union today. Everything must go. So this month only, we're taking up to an additional $2,500 off the sale price of select fifth wheels and travel trailers. Don't waste time or money. Call, click, or visit Kemper's RV today. How satisfied were you with your home heating system this past winter? If you're ready to save money on your energy bill and have nearly endless hot water, now's the perfect time to have a System 2000 from Energy Kinetics installed in your home. System 2000 is the most efficient and quiet heat and hot water system on the market. Whether you use oil, propane, or gas, the Made in the USA System 2000 is engineered to use the least amount of energy while providing comfort, reliability, and the best hot water available. Google System 2000 today to contact a local authorized dealer to see how much you can save. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Go to Gary Rum Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A horrible story out of Clarksburg. The Mass State Police are investigating the death of a two-year-old child after the toddler's father fled a motor vehicle crash on Middle Road in Clarksburg early Saturday morning. According to David Procopio with the Mass State Police, troopers from the Cheshire Barracks and Clarksburg fire crews responded to the crash on Middle Road just before 2 a.m. They said they were then notified that a child had been in the vehicle, a 2015 Subaru Crosstrek, and was unaccounted for. Troopers and Clarksburg fire crews searched the nearby Hudson Brook and located the child in the brook shortly before 2.20 a.m. He was pulled from the water and EMTs immediately began performing first aid for drowning victims. The toddler was then rushed to Berkshire Medical Center in North Adams where he was pronounced deceased. Police determined that the child's father, 35-year-old Daryl Goloranzo of Reedsboro, Vermont, was driving under the influence at the time of the crash. He had remained nearby the brook during the trooper's search for his son, during which he showed signs of intoxication. He was brought from the scene to Berkshire Medical Center to be placed uh, for evaluation under police guard. In Reedsboro? Reedsboro. That's, that's where our RV is. 
is in Reedsboro. It's a tiny little town. I know. I think I know exactly the brook you're talking about. Do you know this scumbag? <sighs> no, I can't say I no, do. No, no. The, the accident happened in Clarksburg. Okay, but the guy's from Reedsboro? He's from Reedsboro. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, once discharged from the hospital, Glorenzo was uh, sent to the Cheshire Barracks, where he remains in state police custody. He's expected to receive charges for the toddler's death in addition to OUI and negligent operation for motor vehicle. Wow. The incident is under investigation by multiple uh, uh, agencies. Uh, he's being charged with manslaughter, reckless endangerment of a child, negligent uh, driving of motor vehicle, and driving under the influence. Jesus. Uh, it's just a, just a horrible Horrible scenario. Um, Northampton crews responded to a car crashing into St. Mary's Cemetery on Saturday morning. According to the Northampton Police Department, at around 1.42 a.m., officers found the vehicle of a 19-year-old man from Holyoke in the area of that cemetery. Investigators confirmed while the man was driving westbound on Bridge Road, he left the travel lane and crashed into the cemetery where 19 headstones were damaged in addition to the cemetery grounds. Now, did the insurance company uh, list them as headstones or residents? Probably residents. I mean, no, I just check it. It's a place of rest. It's a place of uh, yeah. Uh, the, like, they weren't getting out of the way. Uh, he's been charged with operating under the influence, open container of alcohol, failed to wear a seatbelt, and speeding with more than the reasonable amount. What is the speed limit in the uh, cemetery? Uh, 50, 60 miles an hour. He's probably doing eighty. <laughs> Dude was really gunning it, huh? You know, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, speeding, I I had the Facebook memory this morning, which I reposted. Uh, back in 2019, the Connecticut DOT revealed their uh, their mascot. Yeah, which was Slow Down Sam. Hello, I'm Slow Down Sam. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is supposed to be a traffic cone with a, a helmet on top, but it looks a little phallic, if you know what I'm saying. Let me uh, let me take a look at what you're talking about here, Steve, because yeah. I don't uh, I don't know for sure. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a big giant dildo. Yep. Yep. Yep, 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 it is. Yep. Yes, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I like the handles for ears. You know, that's uh, you don't see a whole lot of that in well, the, uh, the that, adult toy world. That's to guide him uh, <laughs> in and out of traffic, <laughs> you know. You know, I've seen some crazy videos in my yeah. time. It, that would take a that would take a special person. You know, I think I saw Slow Down Sam in my anus last weekend. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Right in the center of Greenwich in yeah. the neighborhood of Mianus. Now, did you pull out in traffic? Oh, I pulled out. Yeah, oh, did I you? Pulled out. Yep, oh, yeah. Yep, pulled right. out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. oh yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen something very similar to that in uh, in Athol. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yes. Now, yes. did you go uh, directly from Athol to Yarmouth? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. No, no. That's uh, that, I found that to be a little bit too distasteful of a ride. Well, some people enjoy that. Yeah, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Well, some people like it. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm just trying to. Oh, yeah. There was a, a, a fire up in uh, in Granby uh, on Friday evening. Crews responded to a greenhouse fire in Granby. How does the plant go on fire? Well, I, well it's as flammable as anything else. Uh, 6.15 p.m., firefighters received an alert about a heavy fire from the rear of a greenhouse at the intersection of Carver and Taylor Street. Fire officials confirmed crews were able to put that keep put it out and keep it under control. Uh, or keep it under control by putting it out. I don't know how they, how you want to word that. The firefighter showed up with the hose. Yeah, that's good enough. That that that's how they did it. Um, there's an interesting story here, and I know I pulled it up. Uh, it's about Tesla. Have you heard this? The band? No, no, no. I've heard that enough. Uh, 
but they're being sued now. And I just had this story, and I don't know why. It was it, There was this thing where they're being sued because there's employees that have come forward and said they were listening and watching people using Teslas without their consent. And they have private conversations and intimate scenes and things like that. That they're recording from inside the vehicles? Yeah. Really? Isn't that creepy? That's, I mean, that's a little bit uh, more than your OnStar uh, subscription, right? It is, but it's like, well, how much of this, how much of this invasive technology, you know, that's just showing you the people that were looking at it. Yeah. You think of all the other devices you have. You don't think Apple is able to turn on the camera and see you looking at the phone or even your Android, uh, you know, whatever service you have from them? Well, how often do we, uh, like on the air, right? And I say I give a, like a weather forecast, and you've yeah. heard it. My my Apple Watch goes off because it's listening to everything that you and I talk about. Yeah. And it ne- I mean, it never goes to the Kellogg crew or Zito, which I, I tried to, pro- you know, I mean, I, I've tried to uh, to program it that way, but even that, even my watch can't listen to those shows. But your watch is like, no, pick something else. <laughs> There's got to be something yeah. better. Uh, but you think about it, everything that you have, like even a phone or uh, one of those uh, things from Amazon that yeah. you have, the thing is listening for you all the time just so you can say, and it's listening for you to say the name of that that Echo Dot thing. The The thing that's really crazy about the whole thing isn't so much that it's listening, but that it doesn't seem to bother a whole lot of people. Like no. they'll, they'll still get the phone. They'll still get the, uh, you know, the. Uh, <laughs> they'll still get the Echo, uh, you know, for their house or the, the the Google Home or whatever. They'll still get it. Yeah. Because it's it's so great when you're using it. But yet, think about how invasive it is to your privacy. It it's invasive to the privacy. But I'm like to the point where you know. What do I care what the government knows about me anyway? See, you like, just, you've just accepted that yeah, as being because, perfectly fine. Because I've been accepting it for years, and we've all been accepting it for years, and none of us really realize, hey, these phones were listening to us since they first came out. You know? I, I know. You have that technology to do that. Um, it's kind of like when I go through TSA at the airport. You know, when you have to go through that thing where you hold your hands up and they do a scan on you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody complained once, oh, I got personal private information. What? They got a fat guy, a picture of a fat guy with a yeah. tiny wang going through <laughs> airport security. It probably, you know what? I provide laughs, and it probably provided a bunch of laughs for yeah. the people behind that screw, wherever that room is that yeah. they're looking at the X-ray. Of. Meanwhile, you make a TikTok video yeah. telling everybody how invasive it is to be a TSA. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't I believe. I mean, I don't mind when the Chinese government's paying attention to all my moves, but I'll be damned if the U.S. government has any business looking into what I do. Uh, but, yeah, it is kind of creepy, though, that these people had access to this. And yes. were sharing it among the office staff. Like, check out this guy uh, uh, receiving some pleasure on the road. You know what? They're, they're having the time of their lives watching what we do. Isn't it great? Yeah. Isn't technology just fantastic? I wish I could know what people did behind closed doors or in the cars. Why? Why do you want to know that? I really don't want to know that. But I'm just saying, it would kind of be fun for like a day. Fun for a day? Yeah, just give me like a like two or three hours of it. Then then I'll be fine with it. But just give me a little bit of time, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll live with it. You ever crack your knuckles? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was told when I was a child that not to crack your knuckles because you'll wind up with truck driver hands. Yeah, that's an old wives' tale. Yeah, that's an old wives' tale. You want truck driver hands. Uh, 
Drive a truck. Drive a truck. Yeah, that's uh, usually that's, it. That's how you get it. Uh, a 23-year-old man in Sweden named Ali Lunden just broke the world record for knuckle cracking, the most continuous cracking of different joints. He started with his fingers, then he moved to his neck, his back, his toes, and his crack, and eventually <laughs> cracked 46 different joints in a row. Oh. I've done like four joints in a row. Yeah, but yeah. you're not supposed to. Oh, yeah. Guinness posted a uh, rapid-fire video where all 46 pops are condensed down to 12 seconds. The previous record of 40 cracks was uh, set back in December, and this one uh, might not last long either. A few other people online are already claiming they could beat 46. I do have some audio for you this, do? Too. Yeah, oh, this is Yeah, uh, this is all the joints being popped. Uh, what happened to it? I don't know. I'm waiting. Hang on. No, it's, it's my fault here. Okay. Uh, oh, God. Uh, and they're showing, like, all the different ones he's cracking. Uh. <laughs> That's just too much. Yeah, it's like, That's too many at you know, once. I don't mind when I'm cracking my own joints, mm-hmm. but if I'm watching somebody else do it, fingers are one thing, but, like, you know, like someone who cracks their own neck or, yeah. you know, like a, like a, like a hip socket... That gives me the creeps. I don't know why. There's just something about it. I don't like uh, like watching it. You mean cracking their necks, their back, their big toe in their crack? Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Yeah. But uh, to, I, can't, I don't even want to watch that video. No, it, it was hard for me yeah. to, to watch or even listen yeah, to. There, there's a guy who needs some serious chiropractic medicine. Uh, and uh, Oh, yeah, the, you know, the, the scam artist. It's yeah. not a scam. Yes. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It it's, sign not. Up, it's like it's signing up for another subscription to something. <laughs> Hey, I can fix you today, but you're going to need to come back here uh, at least three times a week. Be that way if you must. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. Looking at uh, 40 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Keith Folk, pitcher for the 2004 curse-breaking Red Sox. To kick off the new season... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 in the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and nice today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. It's actually a very, very cool event coming up on uh, April 15th and 16th. That's uh, that's this weekend. Uh, it's uh, Follow My Steps Foundation along with the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, promoting something called Shooting for Success. It's a career readiness event and tournament. Uh, it uh, They basically help uh, diverse teach you through diverse careers and educational tools. And there's a three and three tournament. The first day is on uh, is at Western New England University. Uh, the uh, the turn the the event starts at like uh, ten o'clock in the morning. The three on three qualifiers start at noon. Then the following day, day two, it's at the Basketball Hall of Fame. And the uh, there's, there's a the, the three point shot, the championship game, everything else is going on. It's actually a really cool event. It's brought to you by Western New England uh, University, Health New England, Key Bank, and Bay State Health. I'm going to post the uh, the picture of it because the QR code on it is the registration uh, okay. uh, door. So I'll let you know about that. It's a really, very cool event. And if you can help out and, uh, and join and uh, maybe sponsor, that would be great. Uh, a great organization that, uh, you know, it's at the Basketball Hall of Fame, right? It's it at is, the Hall? Yes. All right. So uh, never mind anything we've said about the Basketball Hall of Fame. Focus on the community service event that's being taken place here. And uh, put all that Basketball Hall of Fame stuff out of your mind. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, sure, there's plenty of parking down there for the sure, event. Sure, uh, without a doubt. But I'm saying, uh, you know, focus on the, on the community service uh, ordeal here and not, uh, you know, 
that other stuff we yeah. talked about. Now, this this is actually a really cool event, and if you can help them out, or you got a bunch of kids who want to play basketball, three-on-three, three, yeah. great place to do it. Just logged on to uh, Facebook, and I was reading, I, I don't know, oh, I haven't gotten a response yet. Uh, this guy obviously bought, I don't know what show it was, I have nothing, but it's a, he's arguing with Ticketmaster, right? And uh, he must have prepaid for a parking pass at some show, but wasn't allowed to park with it because all the parking lots were full. So he wants a refund, and they're mm-hmm. saying, sorry, we don't give refunds unless the event was canceled. Okay. You know, this, this, this you know, Ticketmaster is just, you know, why would you allow a parking lot to be overflowing with people? Are you, is it like one of those things where you expect, well, maybe some people won't show up who prepaid for this thing? And uh, I don't know how well uh, Ticketmaster understands uh, numbers or the yeah. ability to count things. Well, Unless it's dollar bills. Here's what's going on in New York City right now. Patrons of local entertainment and sports venues won't get scalped at the last minute by big-time ticket peddlers anymore thanks to a bill set to pass by the New York City Council this week. The proposed local law, which has overwhelming support on the City Council, will force ticket-selling websites such as StubHub and Ticketmaster to come clean on their hefty handling and service fees before patrons even click to buy tickets to local venues online. Whether it's a concert or a ball game, these companies need to stop fleecing fans, said former hardcore punk guitarist Councilman Justin Brannon of Brooklyn, who sponsored the bill to the New York Post. Uh, By requiring sellers to list the all-in price up front, my bill will be the end of uh, bait-and-switch advertising on ticket prices. Don't advertise tickets that are $20 when by the time you're done paying all surprise fees, they're actually going to cost you $80. I think that's common sense. Say how much the whole thing is going to be, mm-hmm. how much it's going to cost you by the end. That would make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, I mean, you artists are, it's getting to the point now where artists are starting to fight back. Mm-hmm. You know, like The Cure, for example, tried to cancel a bunch of tickets that had been scalped by uh, like a, a, thir- a secondary party. Yeah. And uh, in some ways that was successful. In other ways, it doesn't matter because those tickets are going to be resold probably to somebody else who is going to sell them again. Um, now what you're seeing is bands who are, te- who are basically coming out and saying, listen, it's so expensive to tour in the United States because of fees and uh, you know other th- other uh, uh, additives to these contracts that it's making it almost impossible for them to tour. Like the Who, for example, aren't going to add any additional dates on their tour in the U.S. simply because they can't afford to. The Who, the Who can't afford to uh, to tour in the United States. It just goes to show, like the whole concert industry mm-hmm. is completely lost its freaking mind. Well, it doesn't make any sense anymore. But- has have they lost their minds or have the people buying the tickets lost their minds because well, you wouldn't it, be in business if people weren't giving you the money for it true but fans of particular you know, you know specific fans you know will will pay because they really want to see the bands and the problem is is that you you have created a economic situation that is unsustainable at yeah. some point, fans can no longer go to shows, and 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 artists can no longer provide those shows because the ticketing industry has destroyed it for everybody. I mean, if the ticket industry winds up taking 
you know, a, a, a large percentage of the ticket price for a show. And I'm an artist, and that's how I make my living, mm-hmm. you know, touring with you know, live concerts. And yet my fans can't see me, and my portion of that gets smaller and smaller with each passing year. All of a sudden, you're killing an industry just because you've gotten too greedy with it. I mean, it's yeah. there's a lot of things going on. The whole thing's unfortunate because, listen, there's all kinds of shows I'd like to see, but I'll be damned if I'm going to spend $1,000 to see anybody. I don't care who it is. Remember, uh, what was it last week? Uh, wasn't it, it was like, oh, like Taylor Swift handed something to a fan in the show. And it, and it, in the front row. It just happened to be Selena Gomez's sister. No, it didn't just happen to be Selena Gomez's sister. Selena Gomez's sister is the only person that can afford a ticket to a front row seat at exactly. a Taylor Swift concert. Exactly. So don't you know? tell me that it's like some average person who's just grabbing something from Tay-Tay. No, if you, if you really want to surprise somebody, have Taylor Swift go to the very back row. Someone who bought the cheapest seats just to see you. That's the person that deserves whatever prize there is. I heard Billy Joel does that a lot. He'll take people from the very last yeah. row in a section he and does. say, "Hey, uh, you know, get this uh, this page to go up there and grab these people and come down, and bring them, bring yeah, them front row seats." What I've heard is the first two, the first row or the first two rows. Yeah, he buys out for every concert. Yeah, so it can't just be some rich dude who got who got it. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's cool. But even he can't sustain that forever. And when it com- when push comes to shove, who's more powerful, what? Billy Joel or Ticketmaster? Uh, Guess who wins? A guy like him could sustain giving tickets away for shows. I'm sure he has, you know, a, a better deal than most of these. Yeah, artists but do. but even he'll say, you know, at, at you know, you know, can I continue to afford doing this? And the answer might be no. I don't know because his his piece of the pie, I'm telling you, is getting less and less every single year he goes out. Is it really? Yeah, it is. He gets less and less? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, it, is, it isn't the artist that's that's profiting off these additional fees. Oh, yeah. It's the ticket reseller. It's Ticketmaster and yeah. the third part, the well, second you know, secondary party. And and this this Justin Brandon said, uh, you know, th- these are the scalpers. You know, you, you, they're not the guy on the street anymore. It's no. the, it's the guy in the corporate office going, "Hey, we can jack up the price of our own ticket that we sold to ourselves." Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, eight fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Two great tastes that taste.